The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, we are having a perfect Manhattan. Love yeah, it. we're having a nice pork chop dinner, and yeah. it just is perfect with the fire and how cold it's gotten. Yeah. It's a pretty easy drink to make, and it's pretty elegant, too. Yeah. So you take your chilled cocktail glasses and put one of the Blindar Bordeaux cherries in the bottom with extra cherry juice. And that's the bottom of your glass. And then in a mixer tin with ice, you're going to mix two parts rye whiskey. I use Forrester rye. And then half a part of sweet vermouth and half a part of dry vermouth. And two Angostura bitter shakes. Okay. Stirred, strained into your glass. Try not to disturb the cherry. You can use a spoon to pour over. And then you make a lemon twist to express the oils of lemon over it. And then wow. lemon twist. So don't just hack back your cherry. You right. have a piece of lemon. Yeah, very good. It smells lovely. It's like, you know, it's a it's perfect almost Manhattan. a martini. <laughs> it's almost a martini, yeah. but it's a Manhattan. Yeah. And so balanced and smooth. It's actually a little shocking. <laughs> Yeah, and I think even just the sweetness from the cherry juice from the bottom leaching up into the drink smooths it out. Yeah, I think, and this is interesting because I did use a different sweet vermouth. Mm -hmm. I'm using a Gallo, which isn't as dark as the Dolan because there just wasn't any Dolan around. So it seems lighter in color and in depth of flavor. So we're we're gonna try it, and you know we use sweet vermouth for other things, and we we go through it. It's not like forever. Right. But I will want to go back to Dolan because every time I veer off into these side vermouths, I'm never as happy. We did have another French vermouth earlier. The, the, the funky one. The funky one. Yeah. And I bet that would be interesting in this too. That would be too. Yeah. Very good. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Okay, so Lessons in Chemistry, episode two. And again... I want to just make this point. If you haven't seen this series on Apple, you have to you have to watch it. Yeah, so much happened it's in the brilliant. first two series. It's just series. brilliantly done. 
it's brilliantly done. It's well conceived. It represents the storyline really brilliantly. The acting is excellent. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is excellent. The set is excellent because it's portraying a time in the 50s. Yeah. And like the music's excellent and the titles are excellent. Right. Like it's an excellent show, yeah. right? But the story is really compelling. And in this episode, we get like a, I want to say like the whole story in the in the second episode in a way yeah. of two people who come together in a demi-sapiosexual kind of way. Yeah. They interact around their technical lives, but they fall in love on a gradient. Yeah. And they do it over like a series of interactions that disarm they just disarm each other yeah so like last episode Mm -hmm. there was the episode where he introduced his music she didn't care for it he went out and bought her music Uh Mm -hmm. you know and he's validating her chemistry we saw that she's like communicating with him as a professional like very clearly right so we get to this episode and in the beginning of the episode we get sort of wind of their working together. They're mm-hmm. starting to be in the same room together. Mm-hmm. And starting to discover some things. They're starting yeah, they're starting to work together. Like actually as chemists working mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And at this power structure that they work inside of has an expectation that he produces this document or this proposal to win a grant. Yeah. And they have a, a heavy board meeting, you know, and he doesn't show, you yeah. know, Kelvin just is a no show for the third time in a row. In fact, he's not even in the building when they have the meeting. Right. And you see the Professor Donati, who's in, the, in charge, mm-hmm. being browbeaten by the chairman of the board who <sighs> had to give up his tea time to be at the meeting. Right. And Calvin doesn't bother showing up. He says, I'm going to give you basically a month. And if they don't have a proposal by February, you're out. Mm-hmm. And he makes the point that it's Donati's job on the line. Right. He made a big deal. It wasn't that the scientists would be fired. Yeah. Donati would be fired because he can't yeah. manage his scientists. Exactly. And so basically then he wanders in to the lab looking for Evans Evans himself yeah. and only finds Zot Elizabeth, there. Yeah. And so then he decides, because it's a misogynistic society, that he's going to put the blame on her, that the reason... He isn't showing up as he's distracted by her right. and that she's preventing him from doing this. Yeah, and what that has, will create is I will have to fire people, which is a complete lie. The women. Specifically the women. And specifically all the secretaries and lab assistants right. and whatever. Right. And it's just hard because you can't fire the men because they have to take care of their families and They're the women. very misogynistic. It's just so far out of scheme of things. It's just like, hey, I want to be a sexist. And so I'm just going to say the things that allow me to continue being a sexist. This episode was really powerful because it gives you a glimpse into the time that it yeah. was. Yeah. In another set of little scenes, we see Kelvin's neighbor, who's this black attorney mm-hmm. who lives across the street, who where they're going to build a highway across their property. Yeah. She requests that he comes to a meeting. And he didn't show. And he didn't show. And so that, that left her short. But you get the total racism just in the way they're considering a structure of a highway to go through all the quote blighted neighborhoods but really are just translating to black neighborhoods right that's all it is yeah and you you really get so you've got a misogynistic society you've got a racist society Mm -hmm. 
and, and a sexual discrimination society. Extremely, extremely. And also, the other thing you learn in this episode is you learn about Elizabeth's rape. Yeah. So, you actually, so why the whole point of her worrying about the door being open or not to the lab. Right. And so that's and how the last episode ended was there was the suggestion of some sexual assault because yeah. she really wanted the door open. Right. And then she right. says to Calvin, this isn't going to work. And I guess he closed the door on her. But now you actually see the event. So this was back when she was a PhD student. Yeah, she was and almost she was done with her PhD. Almost done with her PhD, like weeks away. And she's working late in the lab. She's just presented her thesis. She presented the, yeah, the structure yeah, of the thesis. She yeah, she presented her thesis to the board. Yeah. So she was asking her advisor, like, what he thought. And, you know, he's given her just the riffraff that's normal of, like, I don't know. But then he starts closing the door. Right. So this is, you have to get, like, this is late in the evening. No one's there. Yeah. He comes in, he talks to her, and then he actually forcibly kisses her. And she says, and no. she says, I no, I don't, I don't see you that way. I don't way. see you that way. And he goes, oh, it's okay. And he locks the door. He goes, there's nobody there's here. There's no one here. Right. So he doesn't accept her And then, he, then he aggressively, aggressively rapes, rapes her. her. Like, yeah. he, you know, she's telling him, get off me. And so she, in he order meant, to save herself, because yeah. he's trying to, like, he throw over a desk and come from behind. She grabs a pencil and out stabs, out stabs it into right belly. into his belly. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, you bitch. You know, <laughs> and he's, you know, he's having his own moment because he's obviously doing something that's wrong. Right. But then she's later brought up in front of a committee, board, what you have. Maybe it, the HR person. The yeah. HR person saying, you know, this is a misunderstanding, not a rape. It's a misunderstanding. And you should and, apologize. And you should yeah. apologize for what you did. And then we'll sweep it out of the carpet because you stabbed a, a chemist or a, a, a tenured professor right, or something like that. Yeah. And she goes, you know what I would rather do than apologize is wish that I just had more pencils because I would have finished the job basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... That's how she loses her PhD opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. And it also explains why she has this uh, Fear PTSD. Of, yeah. Really, She's trauma, tri trauma triggered. Trauma triggered by people closing the door on her yeah. and giving her a way out. And after all of that, she makes the choice after she's told by Donati that it's her fault if they don't get the funding. Mm -hmm. She makes the choice to go and connect with Calvin. Mm -hmm. So she goes to his home and finds him on the rowing machine. Mm hmm and she says to him, look. Because he, he had left her a note in the lab on a piece of paper when she wasn't there. Yeah. That she found that said, I'm sorry, I don't know what I did, but right. I'm sorry for everything. Right. So it was an opening from her perspective. So she went to talk to him. And in talking to him, they basically negotiate an agreement about how to get along. Mm -hmm. And they start working together. And at some point, he says to her, well, you know, maybe you should row. And she goes, yeah, I don't know how to row. She goes, yeah, but you're like perfectly suited to row. You're very scientific. It's mm -hmm. very balanced. It's mm -hmm. very, da, 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 da. let's go row. And so they go row and she's in the water. She's frustrated. Well, she's just in the water. She can't row. Well, know? she's yeah, in the boat though, before the they go fall overboard. Yeah. She's, you know, well, she's frustrated because she's trying to be perfect. Yeah. Well, she's and, a novice. And he's trying to help her. And all of a sudden they overturn the boat. The, the boat flips, but right. But no one knows she can't swim. Well, specifically, Calvin doesn't know she can't yeah. swim. <laughs> and yeah. so... So he goes down and saves he her. He saves her. And so the next scene, we're on the dock. With Sitting them on the wet dock. with towels around them. Yeah, and they're talking about it. And he says to her, I thought this was really sweet. He says to her, look, I don't think this is going to work. There's a problem. I'm beginning to have feelings for you. And then she leans over and kisses him. Yeah. And earlier, there was a scene where he 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 sort of speaks about 
the connection that they have, that it's like the spontaneous connection, that it's... Two ions coming together. Two ions coming together, yeah. And the thesis of their work is surprise. Yeah. And sort of they're they're all all sort of wrapped up in this whole conversation about each other and surprise. Yeah, and then he offers her, you know, they are now interacting for the rest of the semester. She asks if he's going to go away. For Christmas, yeah. For for Christmas to family. Yeah. And he's like, no. Well, he, and he didn't tell her that his family's passed, right? Right. And she goes, well, I don't want to really celebrate. And then they end up having this glorious kind of just very playful. Spontaneous. Spontaneous fun. They went to another director's office, broke into the office and found the scotch. And right. then they're they're just dancing around the halls in little Christmas hats. And yeah. they're just celebrating the holiday like they want to. And it was really powerful for me because it was just like how, what we did for engagement, what we did right. for our holiday this right, year exactly um yeah. we had uh goat curry we had goat curry yeah so we had a mediterranean type of meal right it was great. right yeah. and what a great how much fun was that super yeah so they they get along they're doing great and then for her christmas present mm-hmm he offers her the key to his house and he makes an argument. Look, we should live together. We, already, we spend time together. And she's together. a safety. So she already lines up like, yes, it's better that I don't get up at 630. And, and she then. negotiates. She goes, okay, I'll make you like four meals, four dinners yeah, a week. Yeah, because she offers to pay and he says no. The house is already paid for. Yeah. yeah. So she goes, I'll, I'll negotiate. I'll, I'll make four dinners a week. He goes, well, how about three dinners and a lunch? And so they yeah. make an agreement. And it's all very, it's very playful in the realm of their demi sapiosexuality. Yeah, for totally. Sure. Totally. And then you jump to that they're living together, right? So mm-hmm. now... And they're enjoying their... And their research is expanding. Yeah. They also then go present for the Remsen. And so that was fascinating, he right? put He did stay to his word and put her as first author. So when they went in front of the board, he had her walk through the door first. They got to their area at the end of the table with the board sitting all around, yeah. sat down, and then they're kind of like telling him like, Mr. Dr. Evans, you do this. And he's like, well, I'll have to defer to first author, which is Elizabeth Elizabeth Zott. And And so she, she, she like talks, she starts talking and then someone has a question. They call her Zott something. He goes, well, no, the board board guy said something like Elizabeth. Yeah. Miss Zott. Zott. Oh, oh, she's not, she's not Dr. Zott. No, she's a lab tech. Yeah. And so they definitely position her. They essentially go, well, if, if a woman's going to be on the paper, we can't fund it. Right. And yeah. basically they tell him, do you have anything else to produce? So they leave and she feels, she, she in haste as she leaves says, I'll just take my name off and burst well, out. I, I think that was not in haste. She said the the paper is so important. It has to get published. Take my name off it and we'll, we'll just move on. But, you know? but she did that in a dramatic way. And she said that again in the hallway. Yeah. And what was great is Dr. Evans said to her, we don't need them. We'll just we'll apply on our own. Right, exactly. And she was like, will that even happen? And they're just creating a possibility out of nothing. Out of nothing, exactly. And just saying, we don't care what the rules are. We're just going to do just it. And do I it. really feel like our journey lines so perfectly with this. It does, it does. Yeah, so, you know, we're sort of like humming along. We're happy. We're watching the show. We're getting to the characters. Yeah. And then the next... So at Christmas party, you know, he gives the key, but then she gives him a leash to her dog. She gives him a leash to the dog. So he's starting to run with the dog. And now they're living together. So he's taking the dog on runs. Yeah, that's all good. So he goes across the street one day to talk to the neighbor and she's pissed because he didn't show up for the meeting. Right. 
and she's pretty angry at him and refuses to engage with him. So he goes off for a run. And on that run with the dog, the dog is trying to pull him. Like the dog's grabbing the leash into the street with his mouth. Like he's like he can self-direct the human basically. And he's pulling and pulling and pulling and he steps into the street and a bus goes by and kills him. And that's the end of the show. And that was the end of the the stupid episode. episode. Yeah. So very shocking. Shocking end. Yeah. Shocking end. And, you know, it makes you immediately say, I got to watch the next one. Yeah. But I really think, yeah, he, he's just a new character. We, we just killed it. A main character. Yeah. And I was like disappointed about that because I really was beginning to like him as a character. Yeah, because I, I thought I saw the balance he created with, with Elizabeth. Her, yeah, she was definitely in, enhanced by his experience. Oh yeah. yeah, and actually that's what I want to talk about is the way that they connect. Mm-hmm. Like the thing that resonated for me, like there were a few things, but one of the things that resonated for me in this episode was how much you align with Elizabeth in the way you interact with the world. You're absolutely a sapio demisexual. Yeah. Whereas he's much more demisapio. Like he's the organized, sure. like we're going to plan this trip and we're going to do that. Gonna... But he's thinking about experiences, not the logic behind whatever he's up to. Doing. Yeah, well, there was a moment, actually I thought it was really brilliant, where they're sitting on the floor of their lab and they're trying to figure it out and they can't. And he goes, well, we should take a break. She goes, we haven't done anything. He goes, yeah, that's why we should take a break because it's more like jazz. You know, just want to go. To- yeah. Anyway, I think that the way they relate to each other, the, the ways you see them connect emotionally before mm-hmm. they connect physically, and then after they've been physically connected, they're so playful and like there's so much happiness in their space together. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he makes a comment, I really feel better when, when you're with, with you. Which we, we resonate because yeah. we actually feel, we say that all the time. Yeah. Like there's something more than just that. I like you and I like being with you and I enjoy playing with you. It's right. more that I actually feel better when you're near when me. When you're in the house. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of that kind of resonance for us in this particular show. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. And the story, you know, they're dealing with, and I want to say this sort of in the context of the time they're in. Yeah. They're dealing with like this breakthrough discovery about abiogenesis, which mm-hmm. is the ability of life to spontaneously occur right and in their research they discover that surprise may be the answer right like it may be that the reason life occurs is because there can be spontaneous changes and surprises and their relationship is an example of that surprise Mm. our relationship is an example of that totally surprise total surprise right and so that's happening in a background, like the broader context is this very sexist society yeah. where she's really demeaned, diminished, put down, made nothing of ongoingly by the powers that be. Because mm-hmm. she's not fitting and into he's the role. Given, Free pass all the time. Well, it's privilege. Right? It's, it's absolute white male privilege. And he's got the additional privilege of being a PhD. Yeah. And he's a Nobel laureate, right? So he's somebody who's so on the edge of science that he's considered expert expert on that level where he may be applying for a Nobel Prize. And he's saying to her, well, you're way smarter than me. Like, you're way smarter than me. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're working together. Yeah. And so there's a sense of them being complete on a lot of different levels. On levels that they couldn't have gotten individually. And I so, feel more complete and more whole and more capable of handling whatever comes at us. Yeah. When you're with me. Yeah. And 
has nothing to do with you saying anything or even inputting. It's just that we're it's a team. Energy is the team. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I was so surprised by the and killing him off. I the, know. That for the first time you get to see how good they are together and yeah. then it's over. It's like it's gone. I know. That left that usually leaves you hanging. Like what's gonna happen waste, next? Don't waste a moment. Don't waste a moment, right? Don't waste a yeah. moment. All right, so I guess what I want to ask you now is now that you're Lindor. two episodes into it, mm-hmm. what are you thinking about as a demi-sapiosexual? I'm... Wait, I'm sorry. A sapio-demisexual. I'm thinking about It's Uncanny. The character that's being played is how I relate to the world in many ways. Like I have had experience of myself prior to my uh, marriage where I experienced myself in that way. You know, in college, you know, for that matter. Yeah. It's weird to have a mirror reflected back at you. Uh That's so accurate. Wow. That's that's crazy. You know? Yeah. And that that's being portrayed on TV, meaning it's being normalized. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's right. I think the Demi Sapio aspect of this is very interesting. And I think that there are like things in the way that the, the show is created that are very provocative, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we've lived in recent times through the Me Too movement, right. right? And this was a very graphic example of sexual assault. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I imagine that it's way more common than people realize. Like way more common. Oh, it's way more common. Yeah, from it's I way more common. I think it's a provocative show. It's, it's, That's why the Me Too movement is here. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. It's, it is so it's so pervasive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I think this is a great show. I mean, again, it's the kind of show that you want to just binge. You yeah, want to just be, watch the whole yeah, show. Yeah, I know. We get it. We, we've got a pod on it, so we can't just binge. We have to pod afterwards. But then it's fresh in our mind, and yeah. then we can talk about it. Yeah. But it is binge-worthy, for sure. Total binge-worthy show. And if you haven't watched it, definitely put it on your list. Yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers!